Want to bring the A7FL to your town? Well, you're in luck. Between now and October 1st, we are still taking applications to buy a division in the American Sevens Football League. Join Columbus for our 2023 season now. For more information on it, go to a7fl.com slash owners. That's a7fl.com slash owners. Get your piece of the future of football and bring us to your town. Come on inside the Vegas Media Hype Studios in the entertainment capital of the world. And welcome to the Lawrence Taylor 56th edition of The Other Side of the Ball. Double A with you in the house, and uh, I got most of the panel, but two are on assignment. But who I have in the house is from the Rainbow Bridge of Osgard, where the booming heavens were, and he is uh, all decked out in golden, or should I say, maize and blue. Let me get it right. (laughs) Thank you. The uh, mighty Viking Scott McCorkle. Top of the morning, gang. How y'all doing? Gang, gang. And he has recovered from last week's uh, heartfelt speech. Glad to glad to see you. Man, that. I cried a little <laughs> bit on the way in thinking about it. And, of course, he is the Dr. Dre of ASMFL Nevada and L.A., and he's decked out in sharks and fishes. Fresh off watching uh, the Stars and the Golden Knights uh, get reacquainted from the conference finals from a year ago last night, the one and only WD Derek Duncan. Caught up in the middle. I cry just a little when he plays piano in the dark. Um, did you um, have any? Um, did you have any over under on the fights that happened last night? Because there was plenty of fighting going on between the stars and the knights. Those the fights were a lot of fun. Uh, there's a, uh, I think it was Hutton, got tangled up with uh, somebody in the stars. I couldn't see who the jersey was on the other side, but Hutton threw the nastiest hockey uppercut that I've seen in my hockey fandom career, which was mm-hmm. very short. But I believe he and King Kolasar have been going to the uh, Ryan Reeves School of Fighting. And <laughs> oh, Mr. Reeves. This is going to be a good year for the Knights. I, look, there's a lot of people that are picking him to repeat. I didn't have them pick to repeat once I saw the goalie change out because I thought Lene Rossois was a better goalie than Aiden Hill. But I'm wrong. It's happened before. It'll well, happen again. Well, I mean, Thompson played very, very well before the injury. And then Aiden Hill, you know, eventually did what he did. But, you know. Thompson's my guy, by the way. Right, yeah, uh, ride the hot goalie, and you know he, things can happen. His name is Logan, therefore he is the Wolverine. Go he, blue. He, he is the Adiantium is real. Gang Anyhow, gang. Um, we do have some guests, but before we uh, introduce our first guest, there is a soundbite that uh, one former NFL quarterback <coughs> that goes by the name of TB12 had something to say on his podcast. Speaking of Michigan, yes, and the goat. Well, he may be a lot Just of people's so goats, but he's not my goat, but that's another story for another day. But nonetheless, Mr. Brady. No, Belichick fell apart when he left. <laughs> he's been that way even before Brady got there. That, exactly. That, and we could do a whole show on that. But anyhow. And one day we should. We we'll should. Call, we'll call it the Mislin Dub Show. <laughs> <laughs> Which, tune in tonight, we're doing our NBA preview special on the Mislin Dub Show. And where do you find that? On YouTube. On the Mislin Dub search Show page. Mislin and Dub on YouTube. Yes. At Mislin and Dub. What time? Um, after the show, actually. So I'm going to dash home and get on live with uh, my good friend, Mr. Mizzle, and uh, check us out. Anyhow, so Brady... I'm going to force him to promo. Oh, yeah, 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 like that. He was uncomfortable. No, no, no. I was going to do that at the end of the show, but since he put me on the spot, might as well. But anyhow, um, Tom Brady on his um, podcast with Jim Gray and soon-to-be Hall of Famer Larry Fitzgerald is talking about um, the physicality or lack thereof in his game, which, Kawan, if you have the... Uh, there it is. So he says, physical football is a physical sport. There's a physical element to all this. 20 years ago, maybe, we wouldn't have a flag that affects the game in a big way. Now, he talks about that. But how be ever, 
in our game, um, there is still the physicality, but there is not so much injuries per se in our league as opposed to the National Football League. Now, gentlemen, Scotty, you have played in this league, so you better than anybody can attest to what I'm saying, so please elaborate. So one of the things I think that A7 is definitely built on is sustainable violence. That's a good term. Sustainable violence, meaning that we get to go out and play with all that primal shit we need to get out throughout, throughout the rest of the week. And we still get to work on Monday. We get to showcase our talent to the next level, to our friends and family, to a college, to wherever it is you want to go with this. You get to showcase all your talent. You get to let out all your primal urges. And you get to show up to work on Monday. Like, that, it's just a more safe, with our specific rule set in A7, what it allows us to do is to focus more on technique, uh, focus more on on form, and rely less on using our head to, like, ram people and, like, really make a tackle. Yeah, you're not 160 pounds, 5 foot 5, throwing your helmet at somebody's knee who's 6'2", 270 to tackle them. Exactly. You literally have to stand in front of this man and wrap around him. Now, we will elaborate more into this next week, but we do want to get to our first guest, who is a friend of the league, a friend of the show, and just an overall good guy. And he is the gentleman responsible for giving me my nickname back on Championship Weekend. He is from the Little Bowl. He scouts. He does it all. It was a big help for a combine weekend over in Bullet City. Mr. Luis Ojeda, are you there, my good friend? How are you? I'm doing great. Can you hear me? We can hear you fine, sir. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Awesome, awesome. Thank you for the invitation. This is, uh, I love the topic. I love the topic. I mean, uh, I'm going to jump right in uh, and tell you, you know, it's like all of us uh, uh, that played college football or whatever, you get home for Thanksgiving and uh, you're no longer playing, so you get a bunch of guys together every Thanksgiving and you play a good good game of tackle football. Hopefully nobody gets hurt and on you go. Well, now you have the A7FL that gives you a little better structure of that old Thanksgiving game. I mean, now you have referees and you have, you have actual rules and you have actual uh, competition and you still have the big hits. My goodness. I, I mean, going from, uh, going from your backyard into a uh, structured format like this. I mean, some of the videos I've seen and some of the live shots I've been at, I've actually got to go to the championship game this year and unbelievable hits, unbelievable speed, unbelievable, uh, uh, passion for the game. I mean, uh, I mean, uh, what else, what else can I say about the a seven FL? It's absolute great football. So now obviously this is your peak season with you being the official scout of the hula bowl and send things up for the draft. So um, what assignment are you on this? Because I know you do games throughout the season. Um, what games are you doing this particular week, or do they give you a week off? Uh, actually, believe it or not, it's my wife's birthday this weekend, so I actually have it off. But otherwise, oh, I okay. don't. Uh, I just came from Ohio. I did the Ohio State-Maryland uh, game a couple weeks ago. I did the uh, Washington-Oregon game this past weekend. Oh, you saw uh, a tremendous uh, game, my friend. Week, <laughs> yeah, next weekend, Texas-Baylor. Oh, nice. Um, so yeah, no, I'm I'm the actually the national scout. There's a bunch of scouts. I'm just I'm just one of the national guys that go goes pretty much all over. I'll be doing Colorado, Washington State. I've done Colorado already against Oregon. Uh, the first uh, the first loss for Colorado, um, and um, 
I'll end up I'll end up at the Hula Bowl in uh, first week in January, third week in January. I'll be at the East West Shrine, and then the Senior Bowl the week after that. And I'll end up at the Combine, and then the NFL Draft in Detroit. So that's my schedule, pretty much in a nutshell. Oh look, the draft's going to be at the site of the Super Bowl champion. That's wonderful. Uh, so Are you going to go, Louis? No. Uh, well, <laughs> hey, you know, actually, I am. I am. I am going to win the championship. All I right. am Luis's right. analytics scout. Okay. So he has yeah, me down actually, officially uh, as I his had analytics. Derek come guy. with me to the Pac-12 uh, uh, football media day in Vegas uh, while we were in Bullhead City. I drove back the next day and uh, oh, invited my two. brother uh, from Vegas, and we had a blast. And I turned him on to. Uh, Travis Hunter a little bit. He already knew who he was, but I started talking about his yeah. accolades. And uh, I think you were – and Shadur Sanders, you got a picture with him too. We, we had a lot of fun there. I'm single-handedly yeah. responsible for destroying the Pac-12. The very first time I show up <laughs> to their media day, the, the whole thing folds. But, Luis, what is your official – What is your official title with the Hula Bowl? I am the National Scout and Assistant Director of uh, Scouting for the Hula Bowl. That is wonderful. So – College kids who are looking to get seen and an opportunity to be invited to the NFL draft or to get drafted play in this Correct. game. Correct. Yeah, we we are there. Are, there are only three All Star games this year: the Senior, the Hula, and the East West Shrine. And uh, we uh, between all three of us, we select the top 500 best players in the country. Uh, 325 play in one of these games, uh, or 125 per game. And uh, up to 125, because last year I think we only had 116 at the Hula Bowl. East West Shrine had 130. So, but uh, 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 logistics aside, um, we scout the most elite players. There's 7,500 college football seniors every year, roughly. All right, so let's dive up in. That we got to whittle it down to 500 players. Of the 500, 300 plus play in a All-Star Senior Bowl type like the Hula Bowl or the East West Shriner or uh, uh, the Reese's Senior Bowl. Otherwise, you're in a, uh, basically shooting for a free agent spot uh, or a draft spot. It's pretty easy to set up the top 300. It's the next 200 that are really hard to do. So, I mean, uh, I mean we're talking about elite. If they're, if, you know, uh, uh, it, it would take a lightning bolt to, to get somebody from McNeese State in the NFL but that doesn't mean it can't not happen. Copy that. So uh, you are scouting now for um, the the current NFL. Based correct. on based on correct. Tom Brady's next year's next year's draft class. Correct. Caleb Williams on down. So Marvin Harrison. So thinking back, Marvin Harrison Jr. Because that's a, that's a good comparison. Yeah, junior. That's a great comparison. So speaking of Marvin Harrison in his era. Versus Marvison Harrison Jr. in the era that he's going to be stepping into, and Tom Brady's comments between the two eras of football. How is your scouting of football players different now than what you perceive scouting of football players were in the mid '90s, when separating from someone from the ball was something that you did on the regular? Now it is a 15-yard penalty, a targeting call, and you're probably ejected for the rest of your life. Right. I. Uh, I mean, uh, let's let, let's start from the beginning. You know. There's a, it's a generational comment that was made by Tom Brady. It, uh, Larry Zonka made the same comment in uh, 1970 when uh, he was running the football. He hits the, he, the defensive back came to hit him, and he, and he plowed over the defensive back, and the referees called a, pop, a foul. 
15 yard penalty, unnecessary roughness. So this is not this is not a Tom Brady exclusive. This Tom Brady, I mean, uh, from back then when those guys played barely with any equipment on, or you know, a seven ish, to now, I mean, uh, the game is uh, totally changed. I mean, so when uh, Marvin Harrison played, I mean, you got to remember Kimo Bonohoffen changed the game when he hit uh, uh, Palmer, Palmer from Cincinnati low. I mean, there's there's so many things that have changed the game. Right now, I I'm gonna agree with Tom Brady. I think I think some of the hits uh, are part of football, and uh, you know everybody thinks it's helmet to helmet, but you hear it. And when you're on the sidelines, like I am, most games, uh, most national games, you can actually hear helmet to helmet, and you can actually hear helmet to shoulder pad, and it's a different sound. So sometimes the officials, I don't know how how they can get confused. When, you know, somebody just gets, you know, a, a, a forehead into the chest plate, but um, I just don't know how it's ever going to change. I mean, look at how many, how many 15-yard penalties are called on guys just trying to make a tackle. A guy, you know, slides or uh, one foot out of bounds and he's trying to get an extra yard. Oh, no, that's a penalty. He was headed out of bounds. Well, you don't really know that. I mean, it's a, it's a subjective call. It always has been a subjective subjective call so um you know i'm i i i'm gonna agree with tom brady on this one i think he uh he hit it on the head and he's the biggest i mean he's the michael jordan you can see i'm older now i didn't say lebron no he's the goat he's the goat uh, uh he's the he, michael jordan of he football. wore this i mean you might not think he's the goat but there's a lot of other people that uh that uh you know i don't i it's hard to say comparable. he's the, he's the guaranteed undisputable know. goat period no one has more championships yeah, no. no one has more victories no one played as long and that's the <laughs> and last time i checked that's the standard that's right. the measurable standard the nfl does not they don't they could care less who plays second in the super bowl ask the buffalo bills <laughs> four consecutive years right so mr hale yep. you had the privilege of gracing us in the broadcast booth during the spring season and we had talked about or one of the questions i asked you was what was the main intangible that you look for when you're scouting so for our viewers that are watching you for the first time uh if you can please answer that question one more time and, and to give the viewers a better understanding of what it is you look for when you're at these college games, scouting these possible recruits to the next level. Great question. Um, I, I don't know. I, for me, it's very simple. You, you, if they're playing at Ohio State and they're all conference, you know they're already good. You know what I mean? If they play at USC, at Oregon, at Miami. I mean, if they're all conference, they're already, uh, as juniors, at seniors, we already know they're good. So that gives us an advantage to say, okay, this guy's already good. Now let's look at his tangibles. How does he act? Let's, let's talk about a running back. How does he act when he scores a touchdown? How does he act when, uh, when he fumbles the ball? How does, he, how does his coaches treat, treat him? How does his teammates treat him? You know, uh, uh, you know, sadly, we can go on social now and, and see what they're posting. I mean, uh, do they have a posse? You know, those are things that NFL teams look for as far as, as far as, you know, what are we drafting here? I, we know for a fact that we're not just drafting a guy that just rushed for 1,500 yards at Ohio State. We know that we're not drafting uh, 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 a kid that, you know, comes from the perfect world. I mean, you have to find everything you can and so, to mitigate the uh, issues that might happen uh, post draft, uh, you know, I mean, and everybody talks about, uh, you know, the current one, uh, uh, Antonio Brown. I mean, those are issues that happened in college 
uh, he was acting the same in college, but everybody's now surprised. Oh my gosh, he's no. acting crazy. They're perfect. So, yeah, Von, you know, uh, Von has perfect changed his mind. Look, <laughs> 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 oh my, you know, hey, mute him for a second. Look at here. <laughs> <laughs> wow, As, you know that's that's pretty good. But no, we look we look like at we uncle, look at the tangibles. I mean, if the if the kid, I mean, is the kid is the kid? Uh, let's go to a lineman. Uh, Lyman does his job. It's kind of a sucky job because the only time that you hear your name is when you got a holding or a penalty ca- penalty called on you. But we notice the little things like when you're on national TV, are you taking your helmet off in the field? That means you want to be on TV. That doesn't mean you want to play football. You know, there's little tiny mm. uh, uh, things that people just don't realize that, uh, uh, you know, I don't want to say untrained because anyone can do what I do. I just happen to be very, I just happen to be very successful at it. That's all. I mean, over the last 16 years, I mean, I'm 80% plus on, on NFL draft. So that was a real uh, knowledge nugget. You know, everybody needs to kind of really dive into what coach said, just now, like everything from what you post to social media, which thank God, I'm not trying to go anywhere. Right. But uh, no, everybody needs to really look into everything coach just said and and really take that to heart and see if you really want to make the sacrifices necessary to make it to that next level. I don't, I don't necessarily think that everybody is acknowledging that extra step it takes. And I'm not talking about the gym. I'm not talking about the extra running. Everybody's willing to do that. Are you willing to separate yourself from your best friend who happens to be in them streets doing all that shit? Are you willing to separate yourself from social media? Are you willing to separate yourself from that girlfriend, from that uncle, from whoever the fuck it may be distracting you, whatever xbox whatever it may be that could mess you over like are you willing to take that extra step and if not don't waste these scouts time Boys. there's other people out oh, here yeah, that, and, and there's we'll other people it, out uh, here that are talented and ready no. yeah we'll find them so it's it's sad uh, that we have to go to the, this level but our reputations are personally on the line i mean uh, uh uh we don't some of us don't last longer than two or three years because missing one of those steps and somebody calls you, let's say the Steelers calls me and say, what do you think about this guy? And you look at your big board and they're in the fourth or fifth round and say, well, he had a great uh, hula ball. He had a great week. Uh, you were there. You saw him. But, uh, you know, uh, some of the tangibles that I have found, uh, where, you know, it makes us almost private investigators, but it's not. It's just, it's just what, are, what are people willing to put themselves out there like i mean image of the nfl is always a hit or miss but uh you get paid you get compensated well to be to be uh looked at as a good guy look at larry fitzgerald you guys brought him up earlier the guy made millions of dollars he was a great receiver not the best receiver but he was a great receiver and he did the things that he needed to do uh because uh some of his personal stuff is not I mean, it's not his, like you said, like an uncle or a brother or a cousin, uh, you know, uh, is not is not all uh, roses, but he stayed away from it. He stayed and he became a legend in Arizona, especially. I mean, if I was him, I'd open up a sports bar immediately right by the stadium. (laughs) As much as we love, we could we literally could do this all day with Mr. But we are against it. But certainly. And I got And I got to get going as well. But no, I really appreciate the and, you know. Invite me on any time. I'm. I, I am now. I. You know. I'm uh, one of Derek's uh, uh, 
brothers and uh, uh, I love that man dearly. I respect I respect him for everything he's done and everything he's going through. So yeah, let me know and I'll be glad to come on and talk other topics. I mean, uh, uh, he was there when I took pictures with all the quarter starting quarterbacks of the senior quarterbacks of the Pac-12, uh, and uh, and and he saw the, the 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 simple conversation that can be had. Uh, uh, and uh, to make long story short, uh, hashtag panics for Heisman. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> Mr. Ojeda, we appreciate the time. Thank you, sir. It's good to talk to you, Luis. I'm a Pacific Northwest guy, so I got to go. For, I, I got to I gotta at least root for him. Rightfully so. I love it. So as our next guest gets ready to come on, and that, again, that was Mr. Luis Ojeda, official scout of the Hula Bowl. Um, great stuff and a great contributor and a great friend to the A7FL. Um, as our next guest gets ready to go, um, again, just some great stuff. Like I mean, like Scott said, are you willing to – sacrifice to get to that next level that is what they look for if you're trying to achieve your dream and here here's one thing about a7 and this 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 goes beyond football this this is in your life this isn't about just a7 or your team or your individual status this is in your job in your personal life in your family are you willing to make those sacrifices to to make it to the next step to do the great thing you have it you got here, like, being able to, to make it this far. Like, sometimes you got to separate yourself from, from something that feels comfortable, that feels good, that, that comforts you. Sometimes you got to jump into the fire to, to really make something good out of yourself. Like, get that shit done. Well, with that said, we're going to segue into our next guest, who is uh, joining Mr. Duncan as a division owner of two different, different regions. So we have, uh, if he's ready... Mr. Joe Perez. Joe, are you there? Can you hear us? I see him. We see you. Can you hear us, Joe? He, he's, uh-huh. he's focused on something. He's definitely focused on something. He's trying to figure he, He's it not out. talking. I Joe, hope you can hear us. I'm going to try texting him. We can read delay. your lips, but we can't hear you. We got did, no did sound. Did he start talking? He, we, well, he was, he's trying. He was trying. Um, we are having a... Technical difficulties, but we're on uh, Joe Perez, who is now um, who was the founder of the Cincinnati division, and now has uh, expanded to Indianapolis, Indiana. We will try again. There should be some crazy athletes coming out of this division. Well, I don't understand. Well, I mean, man, I, Indiana, I mean, which is mostly known for basketball, but there are some football talent that can come out of that state. Yeah, man, you can't have that many farms and no linemen. Come on, man. <laughs> this is true. I yeah, mean, this is true. Notre Dame Come is also now. in Indiana. That is true. So, I mean, that is true. They do turn out a couple decent football players. Which, <laughs> thank you, Notre Dame, for trashing USC. That's greatly appreciated. Three cheers for old Notre Dame. Man. So, uh, My Irish are good for something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just heard a Skype crash. So, yep. we're going to uh. try with uh, Mr. Perez again in a few minutes, but we just want to take this time to rock. If you want to uh, see why this league is trending, um, we just came off a tremendous championship game as our next guest is going to be brought in while we try to Mr. Perez the second time. But if you understand why this league is trending, if you understand why Mike Tomlin said, give this league five minutes, there's many outlets that you can go to, to watch this game. You can go to caffeine TV, a seven TV, the a seven TV page on YouTube. And of course, locally here in Vegas on live on Fox 5.2 to where you can watch games from the past seasons. Of course, we always talk about the championship game between the Insomniacs and the Nightcross, which is one of the best football games you would ever want to see. The anticipation, the back and forth, the drama just goes without saying. But again, the outlet you can go to, and we almost forgot, 
globally and overseas on DAZN. You can also watch A7FL football. So with that said, um, joining us on the panel is a very talented individual that can really throw the football, and he can throw it very well deep. Of course, he is number 14 on the Las Vegas Force, and he's a very tall man. Mr. Fox is in the building. How are you, sir? I'm good, my man. How about you, though? I'm wonderful. So you can confirm this or deny this, but... um, Go right in. Oh, shit. I I am going (laughs) right in. (laughs) Go ahead and spit on it first, bro. Here here you go. No warm-up. All right, so are you participating in the fall or not? Yeah, man. I'm going to be playing in the fall for sure. Okay, okay. Um, Are you... Wonderful. Thank God. (laughs) All right, so with that... So that's it. Um, which team are you? Will you be suiting up for this fall season? Uh, more more than likely, I'll be playing with the Alliance. Oh yeah, okay. for sure. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Coach Thomas, which again he was a guest last week, and we appreciate him for coming on. So, uh, what made you decide on the uh, Alliance? Well, kind of towards the end of the season, uh, me and him had a few conversations about uh, possibly playing in the fall. You know, and. I was a little second. Were those questions on the sideline during your game? Some of them. <laughs> Not necessarily, because when I'm, <laughs> well, because the thing is, you know, what I'm saying it was more uh, he when when we were playing, you know, and he was pretty much watching, watching and everything. Like he was coming back, giving me feedback and stuff like that. But it was more so uh, like a day or so after the playoff game with the. With the SIG game, you know? I'm just playing because people complaining yeah. that he was so, recruiting during the games. So, like, yeah, nah, nah. so with that said, um, take me back to uh, this past season with the Force. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys kind of got off to a slow start, and then you guys picked it up towards the end. And right. then, first off, the two games with you and Sigwood were fantastic games. Mm-hmm. Back and forth. Could have gone out of the way. You guys were up in the playoff game against SIG. What do you think happened down the stretch where you guys came up short? What, what do you think was the deciding factor? Uh, I think the deciding factor for... You're talking about the playoff game? Correct. Yes, sir. Uh, more so, it was offensively, uh, we kind of like got away from our game plan uh, and things like that. Uh, on the defensive side, it was just misreads, man. Like, uh, I forget the tight end for Sickwitted, but he had a couple of monsters gang on, like, it was like third down and 20 or so and ran a little. I think it was a I think it was a drag route on one of them, and then the other one was a ten and out, where he turned it into I think thirty, thirty five yards on each one, you know things like that, and uh, drop pass it, man. That was pretty much that was pretty much uh, was a deciding factor in that uh, in the sick with it playoff game for sure. Panel, the floor is yours. So we had a really good time watching your game. Oh yeah, it man. was very it was very exciting. It felt. When I tell you, man, even though even though we took that L, that was probably the most fun I had playing football under the lights like that, probably oh, since high school. Bro. It was certainly fun calling in the booth it was, for sure. Man. It was exhilarating for sure. I think it was the tightest margin of victory that we had in A7 Vegas mm-hmm. all season. Two points. Uh, and your guys' legit two-quarterback system was something that was talked about on the national podcast mm-hmm. quite a bit. Yeah, I'm curious what your take is on a two quarterback system, and ultimately, if you know what the plan was for the coaches as to who would go in at what time, or if you guys were just alternating reps and had a game plan for that. Right. Um. So 
when I first came, when I first came to Vegas and uh, tried out for the force and everything, um, I automatically knew, you know, it was going to be competition. You know, I never go into uh, like another team or another organization thinking that the job is mine. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So uh, I was trying to get to every practice, uh, every practice that I could. Um, and then towards like when we got more close to the season, and everything like that. I was like, all right, uh, I'm still kind of learning the playbook, learning the route tree and everything like that. So I'm a be a sponge per se, you know, be a sponge, soak up as much as I can. And when I, I felt like when I started to like really pick up on things like that of that nature, you know, I was like, all right, I think I need to start getting in the rhythm with the receivers, with the running backs, you know, get the feel of the game. Cause back, back where I'm from, I'm, I'm from Arkansas, man. I'm, me too. Down south, well, you feel well, me? My family is anyway. I'm from Boston. But. Oh, my okay. grandmother's from Arkansas. Okay. Yeah, so. All black folks are from Arkansas. Yeah, so like. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we didn't really, like, we seen the A7FL, but it was like, like, that's when it was like super brutal. You know what I'm saying? Like people getting flipped, hang, like, just tossed around on the field, you know? Back, so, back body drops and wrestling. Man. Right. So uh, when I came out here, you know, it was, it was, it was different, but it was a lot more fun. So um, I think. I don't know if everyone's seen it, but I think during the first sick with it game per se, uh, I was, I don't know if y'all like knew what was going on, but I was going out there, you know, to, uh, be a receiver on a trick play. And, uh, when I went out there to talk to him, you know what I'm saying? Like he kind of like threw the ball at my feet, you know, and it, it, it rubbed me, it rubbed me away, like rubbed me in a certain way because you know what I'm saying? I didn't get that vibe at first. You feel me? And then uh, when that happened, I was just like, ah, so this is this kind of how it's about to be, you know, because um, love rocked to death, you feel me? But just there were, just there were moments where things weren't right. For sure. How, you guys, for sure. how are you guys now? Uh, we haven't really necessarily uh, talked that much after the season, okay. you know, uh, but after that situation, for sure, me and him had a couple of words, you know what I'm saying? We okay. it was friction at first, but we kind of worked through that and everything uh, on games moving forward. Can sure. we stay, can we stay on that for a minute? Because there was yeah. something that I noticed in the championship game that that you were the ended up being the primary quarterback and were moving the ball well, and I believe mm-hmm. you got injured. Yeah, man. So um, I think uh, it was right before right before halftime when we were in the red zone and. We had called, we had got called back for a penalty, and after that, I tried to do a rollout. Was that after the three on one that was called back? Was that was it after that play? I believe. I think it was after. I think Sick would have ended up scoring again. Okay. Okay. So when we had got the uh, ball back after that, um, and we were trying to run two minute, we got down. That's when Jaleel was on a tear at that moment, and um, that's a big man, man. So we got into the red zone. Got a penalty on a run play. So I tried to, we had called a a sprint out. And no, 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 it wasn't even a sprint out. I just tried to escape pressure. And uh, I ended up getting stepped on my back of my Achilles. Okay. And my shoe ended up coming out. So I don't know if you guys dealt with Achilles injuries or not, but you know, you do not want to like, I got gout. Like, test those. That's the oldest shit that said on this podcast. I thought it was an Achilles tear at first, so. But no, man, I got I got super I got super scared about that, you know. Um uh Christina, I had her like uh look at it, tape me up and everything, but after after that, man, it was it was a little I, I was I was a little a little nervous on 
like trying to really like put pressure on that hole, like put pressure on my uh, right, my right Achilles for sure. You know? So, so at that point, they weren't going to you as much because you seem to be limited in your game. Was that does that kind of ha- what was happening on the sideline? Because of course we don't hear what's going on in the booth. Yeah, we yeah, yeah. We don't so, have sideline reporters telling us what's going on. No, for sure. So no, like um, initially it was my decision because okay. I was just like you know. I don't want to rush back in and possibly rupture my Achilles because we've all seen like KD and yeah, you know, Aaron Rodgers with his Achilles, you know, so that was what I was really scared of. But, um, we got it wrapped, you know, I started putting pressure. It was able to move around. I wasn't quite mobile. Like my cuts wasn't like they should have been. Um, but yeah, after that, after we had a few conversations, uh, coach Poe, Troy, coach Mack, after we had those conversations and everything, uh, I was just like, you know, this is playoff time, man. It's nut up or shut up. So that's what I ended up doing. Uh, I tried to go back in as much as I could. And, yeah, that was that was pretty much on that. So since you will be playing in the fall, um, what is your personal goal for this upcoming fall season? So, man, my personal goal for the fall season for sure is to – like last year, people really only got like a glimpse of what I can do, considering the whole two quarterback system, you know. Um, but now I'm really going to be able to like really let my wings go, you know. Really, so are you in a competition for the quarterback position at the Alliance, or you, is that already yours? You, That's not you what we that said on Facebook. We we Facebook says he is QB one. Okay. <laughs> Hey man, I'm I, I'm always look, I'm a, I'm a call it how I see it. I don't play for y'all. No, hundred percent, hundred percent. But I think I mean they can name me starting QB all day. But you know I'm always the type of guy to I, I'm gonna get better. I'm always gonna expect competition. I'm always gonna be expecting a guy to be behind me trying to trying to take my position. You get what I'm saying? So um, they might have me labeled as QB one, but I'm still I'm still fighting for that starting spot because until December third. Um, no one has a solidified spot at this, like, you know what I'm saying, in this game. Which, by the way, as he just said, the fall season does start on December the 3rd. So uh, check your local listings on when you can watch the fall brawl. Y'all been picking up a lot of people. Y'all, no, been, y'all no. picked up a, Coach, y'all picked I, up a Coach smooth little squad. Coach Zola has been, been recruiting his, hey. his tail off for sure. Hey, man, look. He, my first conversation with with uh, Lonzo, man, it was it was uh, what game was it? I think it was Kryptonite. It was the Kryptonite game. I had uh, it was when I broke broke out of contain, did like a little spin move and hit Mundo on like a forty five yard bomb in the back of the end zone. Yeah, your well, your arm talent is is uh, just tremendous. When I, mean, I tell it, you, it, man, it really you is. when I tell you, you haven't seen nothing, man. Like I like I was telling Derek before we started. Or when he mentioned uh, I, he couldn't even notice me when I cut my hair. It's like when I when I cut the dreads off, man, I lost like ten pounds. That's a good so, point. So you're you know? less restricted, and you've already yeah, got you, you did have dreads during the season. Yeah, yeah, you've already sure. got an amazing skill set. Now that you're less restricted physically, mm-hmm. that should elevate. Oh, most definitely, most definitely. Like it's gonna be it's gonna be fun in the fall for sure. You know, uh, I'm super excited. I'm excited for all the competition from from the returning guys from Insomniacs to. Uh, you know, sick with it. All them guys is going to be very fun. It's going to be a fun season. I can't sure. wait to see him actually running off it. Right. Like, so, so to give be me, able to control the game. Give me two guys on defense on the Alliance you're excited about. Defense on the Alliance? Uh, by name, I I can't even okay. I can't even tell All you. Right. Off really, you, you guys haven't been practicing like that yet? Well, they have. Uh, I recently, uh, I think this past Saturday was my first practice with them for sure. Okay. How'd that go? Oh, it was 
It was phenomenal. They had they had some guys come out. We got some work in for sure. Okay. Uh, they were super eager. You know, uh, it was more. They were allowing people to coach. You know, you know how some people got enough. They they got up more Chiefs than Indians. You get what I'm saying? So that 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 plays a big deal in a lot of things. Like it even played a big deal with the force. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, it was times even on the sideline, people was trying to outcoach the coaches, and you're a player, not a coach. You get what I'm saying? All right, so, we'll put you on the spot real quick. What's up? Christina's in the building supporting you here today. Oh, yeah. Yes, she is. And shout out to her. She does she, tremendous job. Is she going to be a force, I'm sorry, a alliance trainer this, this fall? Ooh. I mean, that's what she told me. Oh, well. Know. Inside, oh. inside yeah. information. I didn't want oh, to throw it out, but you know. Uh, she, I mean, she's just, Christina, she's the type of person, you know, she's very loyal to her players she and is. to the organization she that is. she's with. So, um, sure. Either either team that we were going to play for, she was going to try to, you know, finagle her way in there for sure. So, so real quickly before we say so long for now, What's so um, you were one of the youth youth coaches in Josh Jacobs camp. Talk to us about that a little bit. Oh man, that, so uh, the Josh Jacobs camp that was pretty that was pretty smooth for sure. It was super fun. Uh, I don't think people really know, but like you know, Josh Jacobs, he's nothing but like five nine, five eight, but he's solid. So when I met him in in person, I was just like, dude, like you really like be embarrassing grown men on Sunday nights. Like that's insane. Like stiff forming, dragging them, all that. Well, when you leave the league in Russia in the past season, you can do <laughs> that. All that. But uh it was a very wholesome experience, man, getting to see uh all different uh age groups, you know, kids, uh girl, boy, you know, they they really came out there, gave it their best. Uh you even seen you seen a couple of studs for sure. Um I'm not going to lie. I've seen a couple of uh, great, great uh, six, seven grade female flag football players breaking ankles out there. Saucy. Most definitely. Yeah. Now, were you teaching quarterback techniques or just teaching all around football skill? Uh, well, they had me in the, in the, so how they had it set up, they had a running back drill, receiver drill, quarterback drill. Yeah. They, yeah, they had me with the uh, QBs. So we had a few uh, competitions going on. Okay. Now, next question. Mm-hmm. Now, I know you're playing for the Atlanta of the Fall, but. Are you still forced in the national season? Oh uh, yeah. Uh when the when the uh spring season comes, yeah, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be with the force. Okay. You have a question. Yeah. Well, well wait, 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 I, wait, I was just wondering Scott. what the fuck all these people are gonna do. Are they just gonna go back to their regular teams? Like I mean, is it just, what, like the, what are the force choices I understand. Yeah. Like y'all they they just choose not to work out in that season, which I understand. Mm-hmm. But everybody else, I'm just I'm so confused. Like, are you just gonna hop on the She's next one? Are you gonna so come confused. out of pocket that money? Like that's look, they got options. There's a lot of options out there, and I just don't want to see any talent. Like I want to see the talent spread out, of course. And right. I say that joining most stacked team in the fucking league. <laughs> but 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 they, but they look, lost some guys. But we lost. I mean, we lost a lot of guys. Actually, mm-hmm. we lost some key guys. And but I think we have some key guys stepping into those roles, and we're like gonna yourself. roll with it. Like well, yourself. Yeah. Yeah, there's always me to deal <laughs> That's with. That's okay. Yeah, but and, then and, again, like, I, and to be completely honest, I said this shit on Facebook the other day with the level of talent we have coming in here. I'll be happy to be a, a, a top five candidate for DN. Like, I don't think you guys understand the, the, the level of talent and the type of athlete that A7 is attracting. Yes, this is the league that your plumber, barber, and your, your cable installation guy can go to. But this is also a league where guys that play D1 ball are coming to to to, sh- to save themselves 
from D1, for, to, they're going to save themselves from semi-pro to really show out for pro talent or for pro scouts like Mr. Ojeda that we just had on. Why go play semi-pro? Well, you, seven's better. Where well, you won't already get seen, it's right? better. We're getting three hundred thousand views on on caffeine for for our championship games. That's our first year. Not to mention all the magic this man to my right has been doing with all the different uh, with man. Fox wait till y'all. Wait till you guys. Wait till you guys hear what this this man has been working on. You guys are going to be playing for millions of fucking people, and it, it's at the same time it's your barbers and it's your plumbers. And and it's your and and it's your TV guys and it's your stay at home dads, but also it's guys like this man who who are coming from a from real college football, and and we're gonna get to see who's really about the shit they talk about at the mall in front of their bitch, in front of their kids, in front of all that shit. You're Passion. gonna get exposed, man. or you're gonna really fucking show out. What are you gonna do? Sign up. December third is the date to really come out and show if you're really about the bullshit. Or if you really want to get your ass rocked. That was passion from the Rainbow Bridge of Osgard. We're up against it, but he'll be playing for the Alliance in the fall. But once the national season starts, he'll be putting on that red, white, blue, and silver of the Las Vegas Force. Special thanks to quarterback Dion Fox. Appreciate the time, brother. Appreciate, appreciate you. Appreciate you. Y'all have a good one, my man. Much love, brother. Thanks for coming on, D. That's a big ass hand. That shit just I, swallowed I know, right? my shit. Jesus and I, Christ. And I got big hands. <laughs> I got baby whopper hands. That shit just swallowed my shit. All right, you got well, it. The f- well, the football is in the backpack, and I forgot to bring it up because he, the way he grips Jesus the football. Christ. Just, yeah. Sheesh. Anyhow, um, well, do you want to play? Do you want to sign up? Do you want to be a player in this league? Well, you can go to a7fl.west.com or a7fl.com for the fall season. Now, again... A7FLWest.com. I'm sorry, not, sorry. Not A7FL.West. Well, you know, I, I got to cross might, my teeth and dot my eyes. We might buy that domain name just to have it now that you said it, but it's A7FLWest.com. Why, why, why not? <laughs> why, why not? All, all for promotion. But anyhow, if you want to play for this up and com- upcoming fall season, which you still have time, fall season does not start until December 3rd. Sag season. Fellow Sagittarius, what's up? Anyhow, um, if you want to play, register now. Um, you'll come in as a free agent, and then you will go to your respective teams, and you too get to show off your skills and hear what you know Scotty just said. Hey, can, can I chop in real quick? Go ahead. So I shortchanged the fuck out of us, um, Coach. You realize you coached in front of 1.1 million people just on caffeine. Uh, it, it was I just know. sent to us from our media guy. 1.1 million people watched that game. What semi-pro team you know is going to do that? Zero. Uh, I don't know. I don't pay attention to them, bro. Yeah, well, exactly. They know. Anyhow. You're like the rest of the country. <laughs> it's over with. Anyhow, that familiar voice that you hear is the head coach of the national champions, the Las Vegas Insomniac, and a fellow member of the 49 Faithful, Coach JB, James Burgoyne. How are you, Coach? Welcome I'm back. doing good, Dub. Let me add on, in a future full podcast guest panelist, sometime down the road when he's ready. Whenever you guys have me on. So for you guys that don't know, mine and James' history goes back way, way long. And this dude knows his football. So if he can come on and not be insomniac out, <laughs> we're going to have a blast talking football on, with him sitting at the chair. So. Listen, uh, Which, insomniacs are my team, but you know, everybody could be critical. Which, by the way, 702-608-3259 if you want to call in and chime in with this I know y'all right got here. something to say. Do we have Joe yet? About Scotty's small hands. Hey, look, it makes my pee-pee look bigger. But at least he can catch a football. 
You said yeah, you sometimes. Well, you I took, caught a pick. You, yeah, you took a pick six back and did some. Uh, well, we, we're not going to talk about the touchdown dance, but you still took a pick six back, and they can't yeah. take that away from you. Dance stretch. Oh, by the way, I <laughs> I stole a phrase from a broadcaster that dropped it like three weeks ago, and they've not used it since. So now it's mine. Okay. So we have a thick boy touchdown and stick boy season. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a thick six. Oh boy, a thick six. <laughs> Put that on a shirt right now. I, I'm changing my think, Twitter handle think, right now. I think I think Corey's six, that's, six. that's oh, something yeah, different. I, I'm still, that embodies me more than I, anything. I'm still waiting on a big <laughs> man. We still need a big man. We still need a big man with football T-shirt for crying out loud. Is, is that a man six or a woman six? Uh, <laughs> well, it depends on who. Or, it depends on the ruler or what if you measure from the top or the bottom. Depends or, on who's pitching and who's catching. Or bionic six. Anyhow, um, coach, thank you again for coming on. So, um. How has the preparation for fall been for you guys? And um, I know some members on your team have said that you have got some surprises for this upcoming season. So I'm not asking you to give it away, but just how um, has the preparation been for the fall season? It's just trying to get everything finished from last season together going into the following season. It's been tough. You know, uh, we got a lot of guys, you know, they're, they play flag. You know, it's hard to get a hold. but. Cutting in and out, or is it you me? did you did that one time. I think sorry you did about it. that. Um, everything's good. We got the thanks to Derek. Got the rings ordered. Uh, they're in production now, so they'll be done by hopefully beginning of November. So you've added this gentleman to your right um, onto your squad. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me, just what kind of a dynamic will the Rainbow Bridge of Oscar bring to your team? For the fall and for the spring season. Well, I'm I'm Derek knows me from twenty, thirty years. I'm old school. I believe uh the trenches where you win the battle. Uh especially on the D line, pressure bus pipes. And you know, if you can have a constant rotation of beasts, you know, killing the quarterback, no offense to Dion, he understood that when he played us. I mean, he was getting harassed the whole game. Three to seven. Um and add an element of someone like Scotty only, only, you know, makes the team better. Um, we can also put some other people from positions and uh, try them out there. Are you going to spend any time with Scotty at his natural position? Uh, doggy style? Slot oh. receiver. Oh, slot receiver? Yeah, doggy style. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm not mad at either answer, to be completely uh, honest. Well, Scotty knows, you know, coming to the team, it's not a bot. You know what? It's what's best for the team. Mm-hmm. You know, understood. If Scotty knows that he's a a beast on D line, you know, Scotty's going to give me 120 percent on the D line. Right. You know, obviously there'll be some games where you know we're going to have fun, put people under positions, stuff like that. And, I love new positions. Right. But I don't doubt that. Reverse cowgirl. You know we. You know I we tried it, but whatever. <laughs> we we had a. We had a large roster, you know, we picked up a large roster last season because we didn't know if everybody was going to show up and, uh, <laughs> and every game, sh- everybody showed up. So, right. <laughs> I mean, we had a few people that didn't, I mean, we had some, some injuries, uh, throughout the season where we lost some people. Um, obviously, you know, elephant room, everybody's talking about Trey and, you know, tone, you know, good luck to them with the outlaws. Um, but you know, they have their own stuff that they want to, you know, accomplish in their, you know, A7 career, which, you know, more power to them. Right. We just have 
you know, our own agenda that we want. You know, we want to repeat, you know, for spring. Obviously, we want to go through the fall and, uh, you know, go undefeated there and win that championship also. So you're putting the same amount of energy into fall that you had in the spring. So we can expect a strong Insomniacs roster to, uh, we'll, to potentially we'll, try to run we'll, the table. We'll have a 35-man roster. Okay. Um, We'll have some, you know, different people doing different things. I mean, you'll see a lot more Donye. You know, he... Up, I mean, I see him everywhere. Okay. Never know. Right. Um, you know, Stone, one of the better receivers in flag, you know, he was on the kick coverage, got some playing time on, you know, wide receiver and defense, you know, he didn't get to show his full potential. Right. He'll be able to do that. What about Joey? Um, you know, Joey got put in a position for us. Uh, last season, he did really well at receiver, but that's not his natural position. So, you know, now we're going to put him in at running back, which is natural position. Plus, we have, you know, Tay is free. He is free. And then... Uh, and I was looking for contact. Art- I, I, heard, I heard he cost $1,000. Art- <laughs> Art- <laughs> he's, he's just... Uh, well, there's no free Tay. It was $1,000 Tay. Try and play in a different position, you know. RTC is, like, you guys far understand, better like, at DN than I have ever... Well, like it, in my personal opinion, I think RTC is way better at DN. Well, look at the talent. He's just a football player. Look at who the talent we're gonna have to go to. You know, mobile quarterbacks like Dion. You know, uh, if Rock is playing, I don't know if he is. You know, but you know he's mobile. Um, you know, obviously Trey is very mobile. So yeah, they still got. But me, me and RTC on the side, you're not. Well, think about this. Look, I mean, this. I'm not gonna go into the specific positions of everybody, but just. Think about this D-line right here. linebacker just, would be crazy. Just think about this D-line right here. We have fresh out, Jeff Young, yeah. who was a rookie last year, right. who's only getting better. Right. Uh, let's not forget about Chris Cunningham. Cunningham's uh, a beast. Let's not talk about Scott, RTC. I mean, the, the list goes on. Suppose, the, in my opinion, Mouth, the defensive AJ. player. The defensive player of the year. AJ. AJ. Yep. Definitely. I mean... You got Chris McWilliams, who's, you know, who's a constant. That motor just never stops. Um, I mean, that's what, five or six guys? We're going to be counting, fresh. Not even con- not even talk about J.J. Harris. Yeah. You know? The, ro- the rotation with you guys and keeping bodies fresh is definitely going to play dividends, certainly in the fourth quarter, if oh. you guys were to get to the fourth quarter because you guys normally have a chance. No, now, just... look, I think now one thing I will say about this fall, bro, the talent is a little more spread out. Okay. Now, I don't think they – are ready for what we're bringing to the table. The only team that's really staying together and staying intact is sick. And I'm not sure if they, if they're playing, if they plan on playing fall. I haven't yeah, they are. Yeah, they're, they're, they're playing they're fall. Playing. While you were, so, while you were, only, sick, sick well, has very little, they have very little change well, in, very little in change. their, in their roster. I'm not the pit bosses gonna say, and the gold also are staying intact, but I don't think you guys are concerned about that. I'm not concerned about a fucking team. I, I'm right. not worried about not anybody. There's look, unless they have, to be completely honest, unless they have Bagway and Logo together, I don't think they are ready for what we have at all. Those I mean, two, and, and if those two don't play on the same team and are on the same page at the same time, they're not ready for it. Right. But I mean, I'll Sikwit, give them their flowers. Sickwood is a top 10 team yes. in the league, in the country. Of course. But also, uh, I haven't played anymore, outlaws. so I'm angry. You know, they're going to they're gonna yeah, be bringing good. some stuff. They're going to be good. Uh, yeah, passion is just waiting to come out of you. That's fine. You know, 
Deion just, a lot of things ready to. Deion just told you he's playing quarterback for the Alliance. You know what I mean? So cool. They're, they're obviously the guy is a recruiter. I mean, he spent most of the season on the sideline recruiting everybody, so he should have a pretty good team, right? And then uh, what else? Uh, there's another team. Uh, Alienators have a little, little roster. And uh, the Gubs, and it's cool. And the it's Gubs, gonna be good for the Gubs combined with uh, yeah. the Alliance. So right. I mean, that, just think about their. That's gonna be that a good little team. That's Are gonna, they gonna be beat a great us? roster. You think he's gonna beat us? Um, I don't think anybody. Okay. So, that, so I mean, that's like the only. Biased opinion I'm going to give you right now. I just don't think anybody can well, beat us. You can be biased. You're representing the Insomniacs now. You're not a panelist. Okay. Right? No, you're you're no on here as a guest. No one's beating us. There you go. While he says that. Now, great games. Yes. I so, think the games are going to be way better in the fall so, than they were during the spring. Well, well the right. thing about it is me and Mark have been rivals for years. And that way? He, or, no, or Mark Gray. Gray, right. And, you know, in the beginning, he had the best of me. And I'm, uh, you know... I was never an A quarterback. I was a B and C quarterback. And, you know, Mark, you know, transitioned to being an A quarterback in flag. So we didn't get too much into battles. But, you know, in early season, you know, early we had some good battles. And then, you know, just in general, you know, he's a Cowboy fan. I'm a Niner fan. Just, you know, natural rivalries. You guys are besties. He's a a great guy. (laughs) I love Mark. He's a great guy. So, J- Coach JB is going to be with us for the rest of the show. We're going to try Joe Perez again for um, Ace and Cincinnati and now Indianapolis. Mr. Perez, are you there? Guys, can you hear me? Oh, yes. oh my God. God. Jojo, right. finally right. in the house. What's going on? Uh, first off, uh, thank, you giving, thank you for thank giving, you giving me the, the time, time. As I can as hear I my can own self talk in the headset. So, uh, so uh, what made you decide, made you decide to, to get, involved get involved with, with Indianapolis? Indianapolis? Hey, well, first of all, thank you for having me on. Uh, yeah, so Indianapolis, right? As you guys already know, I I the division owner for Cincinnati, and uh, uh, we have uh, three teams going on to four teams for the next season, and you know those guys need competition. You know they need uh, competition within the the Midwest. Uh, Columbus is up there. They only have one team, um, but you know those guys need competition. So, what better place than Indianapolis? You know the House of Football, USA Football's there. You know you got NCAA headquarters. So why not bring a seven FL there too? So what uh, made you guys settled on the name the Octane, which is a pretty uh. Nice nickname and a pretty badass logo to boot. I'm gonna guess it has something to do with the racing in Indianapolis. I'm a, I'm a, that's where you drink some milk when you win the right, race. Right, right. Maybe a brickyard, something really going on there. Yeah, so you guys, you guys said it. You know, Indianapolis 500 and Octane, a high fuel, you know, high speed sport. You know, a seven FL combined with the racing of Indianapolis. It's very high octane. Uh, we were going, we were in between high octane and octane, and we we settled for uh, octane. Um, I gotta give props to my division manager. He he came up with the name. So, yeah. How? Uh, and you guys are just gonna play in with the Ohio division? Is that how that's gonna work, or what? Are, where are your uh, like? Where is your conference lie? Is it just gonna be one? One team coming out of there? Are they going to play in with Ohio? Or are they going to play in more with the with the Northeast? How is that going to work? 
So ideally, we're going to have four teams. Uh, my guess is for the first season, we'll have our, our first team and on their first home game, we'll have a whole bunch of people wanting to sign up. And then, you know, that's that's how it happened for Cincinnati. We had two teams and on the first home game, a uh, bunch of people wanted to sign up. And that's how we came up with the third team. Uh, so, you know, it's it's just word of mouth. And once we get that first team going and start having some home games and start winning some games, people will uh, actually get hyped up and want to join um, A7FL. Um, it's very new, obviously, in the Midwest. So, you know, it's it's us in Cincinnati, Columbus last season. And then, you know, pushing it to, towards the Indianapolis area. Hopefully we get some good uh, good players to be able to compete at the national level. So, Joe, how did you initially originally get involved with A7? Yeah, so um, I was just browsing Star Engine. And, and you know, I basically went and uh, did a, a search for sports. And A7FL came up, so I looked at their their pitch, uh, did some research, my, did my due diligence, and then I reached out via the website. And uh, a few days later, Shanner sent me an email, and uh, we we got on a call. And it was actually, I was three days before the deadline, so I actually had to move fast. And uh, I had several options on, on a division, but I decided for Cincinnati because uh, I have a very good friend up there that, was going to be able to manage the division for me because I'm active duty military. So I don't have a house. I don't have a, a home. So thank I move your, a lot. Thank you for your service, by the way. I appreciate it. Thank you. My pleasure. So I, I, next year will be, I'll be a year away from retiring. So at that point I'll be able to settle and just dedicate my time to uh, a seven FL. Wow. That's, a, that's special. So you're the first I guess the second double division owner, but you 100% own both divisions, right? Correct. All right, so you're the first 100% double division owner. How does that make you feel? Uh, broke. <laughs> <laughs> I know that feeling. <laughs> but, uh, Joe, yeah. what, what I would love to get into, and Dub, I don't know if I'm jumping in too soon, no, if you had a whole no, plan, no, no, no. but... but Joe has this fantastic concept of how he's building the any division through uh, unique crypto and NFT things. Uh, Joe, are you still doing that, or is that gone by the wayside at this point? No. So we're right now in the uh, building community building stages. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the crypto Web three world, but uh, right now it's very slow. Um, so we decided to slow down on our on our uh, development of the program of the project, and uh, decided just to first build a community. Uh, you know, it takes time. Uh, the way we want to do it is basically we want to provide uh, fans a way to be owners as well. So uh, by the way of buying an NFT, so. Uh, they'll buy the the NFT and they'll be able to make decisions, you know, just like Derek and I do uh, about uniforms, about uh, fields, uh, player of the game, player of the month. Um, you know, those decisions that, you know, the fans don't get to see while they're still spending the money to go to the games and buying the uh, merchandise and stuff like that. So 
you know, we'll, I'm going to be able to give the fans the ability to participate in some of those video calls that, I, that I'll have um, within my division with the players, coaches, etc. So what I'm hearing is it sounds like you, what you have going on in Indy is a mashup between fan control football and A7FL. Like you are taking the A7 concept and giving the fans the ability to participate and potentially make decisions in and around your league and getting that fan engagement that fan control football has. They might not have the biggest viewership on a national platform, but they own streaming. Like You won't find a better large organization that has not gone mainstream that does that, and I'm super happy to know that that's part of what you have planned because I want some of that action. I want to understand how to do that because – I need to get some income coming in from this football thing. I always joke with people that lighting's how I make my money and football's how I spend it. I would like for football to actually make some money. That would be great. Hopefully the meeting we had comes to fruition. Yeah, we got a conference call coming up, I think, Friday. Now, uh, Joe, this is... uh, Go ahead. So, yeah, back to to Derek's point. Yeah, uh, FCF, um, you know, most most of what they do is... um, you know, allowing the play, the fans to to control the plays. I'm gonna be giving them control of the team, so it's more of the front office uh, manage management portion of the the division that they'll be able to control. Uh, not necessarily calling plays. So we're more into an actual ownership of a team, and not just oh, you know, I'm a fan and I get to play a call the plays. Okay, so with 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 that being said, I mean that does sound pretty fucking dope. It's like playing Madden in real life. But I do have a question, boss. Since we have you on the phone right now, and um, it's a big it's a big question in our chat, and it's been a big thing since we were slated to play against each other. Certainly and, um, coming from one division manager. Yeah. Well, um, so we we kind of we kind of feel like uh, since we won that game in in Ohio that that Sin City should kind of be ours. We yeah. kinda, we really kind of feel like we we kind of feel like maybe it should just be the chaos until you guys can beat us. Uh I I will say I you know obviously I'll let the coaching to the coaches and the playing to the players but as a division owner I think we need to run it back probably in Vegas. So that we can officially take it from okay, Vegas. Oh, I love it. Oh, here we go. Can we put it on the line? Here we I, go. Right yes. now, can we please, I, I, on this, I think on we, the other side of the ball, can we put the real Sin City on the line for this next year for this game? So please. We, we, we need a cup. About, are we talking about oh, we'll name versus we are we talking about name versus name? Yeah. Okay. The real Sin City. Okay. The winner of whoever plays Ohio or Cincinnati versus Vegas. That, we already have that. Right, but that team should hold that title belt as the real Sin City for the remainder until they play again. Yes. Sim- oh, similar sure. to the, the cannon. Yeah. So I'm going to have more stuff to carry around? Yes. Well, this one's a belt, though. You can wear it. You don't have to carry it. It's like you a tool not, belt. You, I'll let uh, Jason carry it. Yeah. We, we, got, we, got, we got a couple coaches. You, you can they get, can your, all carry you can get your Ric Flair on with the belt. <laughs> oh, God. Yes, please. <laughs> no, nah, I want to sh- shout out Skylar and Brett. You know, I've been talking to Skylar offline. You know, they got, yeah, no, they're great. They're awesome. 
Ooh, the Snow Tribe has something to say about this. Oh, Nelly. They're moving to Cincinnati or Las Vegas? Right. They, just said, <laughs> you yeah. just, they just said, gotta wait in line, my guy. That's from the Snow Tribe. That, <laughs> I, I, don't quote me. I'm just reading what they say in the comments. Yeah, all, resp- all respect to the East Coast, but they gotta make it to the final four before they can say that. Oh, boy. Damn. Passion. Oh man, come on now! Passion, passion. I mean, if they get a uh, huff on that team, that's going to so, be a very. It would be a problem. Yeah, I'm, it would be a problem. I'm getting the uh, winded up sign. <laughs> no, they're, they're, from, from, look, they're all good. I'm getting I the wind up sign for the producer. Good. So, Joe, I know you might have some uh, promoing you wanted to do. Can you tell us what's going on with you before we before we had to let you go? No, not I, not much really. I mean, we got the uh, Indianapolis Octane's tryouts coming this weekend. Uh, we're expecting to have some good good turnout. What is, what is the date, uh, time, and location? Is that date time and Check location? Out. What is that date, time, and location for your tryout? It's uh, October 21st from 12 to 3 at the uh, Indie Prime. Um, I don't have the address, but That's Indie enough. Prime. It's it's all over social. Uh, if you guys want to follow us in uh, on Facebook and as A7FL Indie, uh, Instagram A Seven NFL Indianapolis as well as A Seven NFL Cincinnati for Facebook and Instagram. Well, all right, Joe Perez, owner, he owns it all of the Cincinnati Indianapolis division. With the Octane coming to us in the upcoming spring season, our tenth season, Mister Perez, we appreciate the time. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Harry. Thank you, Coach. Thank you, Joe. Congratulations on uh, Talk to you Friday. new division. Absolutely. Bye. Thank you, guys. Talk to you Friday. All right. So, as you can see, we are joined by the undisputed heavyweight champion of the world. Undisputed, undefeated. Yes. Heavyweight champion of the world. Facts well spoken. Yeah. So, Coach JB, um, just what is it you want to tell the world that uh, that they don't know about what's upcoming for the fall from the Insomniacs? Yeah, pull an Eminem. Tell them something they don't know about me. Oh. (laughs) Um, I mean, you guys already know that we got Scott, but we also got some other key guys that we brought on um, that are uh, real good teammates. Uh, We have another guy that uh, nobody knows about. So not like, you know, he's secret. Just he's not known by the flag community and stuff like that. So Um, we also have, you know, a lot of our team coming back. Uh, the guys are some guys are taking a fall off, you know, or uh, you know, just not going to play as much. Um, I mean, the only thing, we, honestly, we we lost a couple guys to injuries and two guys that went started their own team. So, I mean, we're really not going to be missing a beat. All right. So, besides thousand dollar Tay, because he's not free, what are you most excited <laughs> about? about your team for the fall um i'm always excited about my team my my all my guys are dogs it, it don't for matter sure. and we what, saw that live but what are you most excited about like what besides what just happened in the spring what are you most excited about for the fall oh uh, i don't know just beating up on the teams again okay are you still going to use every game like a practice to get you ready for the championship game or it'll be like practice? our preseason for okay. uh for spring yeah but you know, it's a nice luxury to have. You, you can't you can't take it every you know. Just give you an example: this past weekend, Niners and the Eagles lost. So you can't take any team lightly. Uh, but as my boy Munch would say, 
or just better. Right. So unfortunately, you know, for those teams, it could get ugly or, you know, we can get into like a shootout with sick, you know, it could, it could, uh, it can happen anyway, but I'm pretty confident and my confident and confident about my team will succeed at the end of this fall brawl. Hey, shout out to the other uh, team coaches, managers, owners, involved folks. Uh, James was kind enough and we'll say smart enough to take some sponsor opportunity that he had under his wing and bring it to us. Understand that you can get benefit out of a sponsor. And if they give you $2,000 to sponsor your team, you're going to get a great benefit out of that. But if you bring them to me, and I get a $10,000 sponsorship out of them for the league, you still get that $2,000 because I'm giving everyone who brings us a sponsor 20% of whatever we get from that team. Gang, gang. So don't be selfish. Get what you can from them, but send them our way or let us close for you, and we'll help you get more money and get them the right exposure that they need. So, Because just taking $500 or $1,000 from somebody is cool for you, but it's not that great for them if you're not delivering them any value. You come through us, we go through Dario, get our marketing team involved. We can literally drive people to their business so that they want to come back the next year or increase their sponsorship because they see how much value they have by being affiliated with the league. So don't be stingy. Basically, Derek is saying, I'm the closer and... Oh, my oh we got Corey Hammond. We have a hamster. We what? have a Hammond in the building. What's up, Corey? Hammy, baby. Yeah, man. Great show, by the way, tonight, guys. I Thank think, you. Uh, one one of my favorites, uh, Coach. What's up, Corey? How you doing, buddy? Congratulations for winning uh, the 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 Corey Hammond Award for Coach of the Year. Because I don't think we gave it out, but uh. I'm giving mine. Out. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I, I do got a question for you because these guys. I'm just gonna try to get my face in here so it looks normal. There you uh, go. These guys have had some great questions, but I had a question for you. I also had a question for uh, Dion Fox, but then he left. I had a question for oh, uh, my play. Octane guy Joe, but then he left. And let's not let's not uh, forget the elephant in the room. Uh, a very special happy birthday today to a guy that uh, I think all the ladies love, and that's um, that's Zach Efron. But anyway, coach, <laughs> Mr. Yes, Kevin Von Erich himself, yes. <laughs> I mean, so I'm not gay, but yeah, I'm you don't get the show. <laughs> Shockular. <laughs> so, coach, you you mentioned you were talking to Skyler Hurd, and uh, I've been talking to those Ohio guys too. They uh, they know they know the goalposts because you guys said it for them, and uh, you know they've been busy bees. Let's say. But one of the things that's been a cop topic of conversation, uh, you know, as long as I've been talking about the A7FL, but specifically this offseason, because of what people saw from the team that you beat, and we'll get back to that, that little, you know, segment in a second of that sentence. But a lot of people are trying to, like, maybe copy that loose, free, two-quarterback flag style. What is your thoughts about that, and why are people crazy thinking that way when the team that did win the championship, a team that I think you know pretty well, would be the antithesis of that hypothesis. Well, I mean, obviously, it's all about game planning as all the kind of offense you put in. But, you know, the night crawlers, that obviously works for them. You know, they, they're, they're very, uh, very well played flag championship team, you know, that came over. Right, in but they seven. lost so... <laughs> well, my question is to to to, to kind of bring that uh, that Corey Hammond uh, style to this conversation. 
Are your nipples out? How do you feel? <laughs> How do you feel to just move forward? How do you feel about the conversation that teams are? You know, we talk about a league being a copycat league yeah. because football is a copycat sport. Yes, it is. How do you feel that a lot of people are trying to copy the team that you guys were able to be with a style that would remind me of the more traditional one quarterback system? run the football, play great defense, don't turn the ball over, and you end up with a really big gold trophy at the end of it. How do you, how do you feel about most of these teams trying to emulate the team that lost to you? And, and why is that offensive to all former quarterbacks that stand, stood in a pocket in the 90s? Uh, I don't know why it's offensive to them, but I can tell you this. I mean, if they want you're him, a quarterback, man, come on. No, I'm yeah, just well, I was an option quarterback. That was my problem. Right. <laughs> oh, um, so you play the wing team. <laughs> no, I was a it was a spread option. Okay. It's basically me pitching. It sounds like a Saturday night. <laughs> um, but Corey, to answer that question, you know, if they, if they want to emulate it, if it works for them, let them, I mean, worse, it doesn't matter for us. You're going to have to make the adjustment to play us. Um, we have what we do. We do it well, and we're going to go out and do what we do. And we're going to go out and win championships. So if I can jump in on the answer to that question, I, if they are good football minds, they will see that if you have a system like that and you can execute that properly, you don't have to have a good offensive line. And the toughest thing to find in A7 right now is big bodies that know the sport, that can move their feet and have an offensive line. So if you can run a good spread system, have a quarterback at that back stack position and change the point of attack where your 3D linemen or 2D linemen who are chasing one quarterback now have to shift and chase another quarterback and there's only one guy on him, there's less pressure on him. He's only got one guy yeah, to escape but, where everyone's running from three. But, I mean, how many how many of these teams that are trying to emulate us are going to – is there going to be another Bagway out there? Zero. No, but no one else has a Mark Bagway, but I'm that's saying yeah, – yeah, but yeah, the answer to that question so is there I'm is a reason about that. It's, I think it's a little bit harder to find a Mark Bagway and a Logo Davis. Just ask, ask Mike Tice when I was super excited next to him. One of the rare times you were speechless, by the way. Yeah, I'm still getting crap I, I mean, Corey, in, uh, like – conference calls and, and when the higher ups talk i was playing a character by the way <laughs> now the other question that i wanted to ask and the reason that i called originally is because you guys had Dion fox on one of the probably the most interesting players in your guys division in my opinion um another interesting player and just so this is on the record one thousand dollar tay no one k tay boom nickname done no more bowling ball one k tay one k tay i love it i love it Anyway, so I wanted to ask Dion because the thing is, is that you can see the, the the supreme talent that he has and talent almost becomes a dirty word when the job of a quarterback is consistency and, you know, more than just get six highlights a game, manage the game and win the game. Ask, ask the rookie of the year, Scott Hamilton. Um, where I was going to ask him where he would rank himself in the Vegas quarterback hierarchy. Yeah. So since he's not here, he is here. He's still here. He's still in the studio. Hold on, hold on. And, and, he, he, he was going to leave, then he heard that you had your shirt off, so he stayed. Oh, yes. He's still here still? Right. Oh, because yeah. you're, only because you're shirtless. Now, now ask the question, good, but we're, we're up against it. But ask the question yeah, real quick. It, we're like, up against it. Just the short portion of it, not the whole thing. Fox, respect the game. You're a baller. Love to see the highlights. Appreciate it. You weren't the only starter. And maybe the reason, you know, based on just deduction that Brock Briscoe is more experienced is that Rock is a better game manager and you're the better talent. Whatever. We'll find out. And I'm glad you're playing 
on your own with the Alliance and check out the Vegas Fall Brawl coming December 1st. Third. But where would you rank yourself in the hierarchy of the Vegas quarterbacks? I mean, regardless, I'm going to rank myself number one, but you know what I'm saying? Due to the, you know what I'm saying, circumstances of people ain't really been able to see me play, you know, um, I'll probably say, I'll probably go, go top three for sure. Okay, so the top three, including you, would, in my opinion, be Scott Hamilton, Jeremy Geary, and we can go back and forth with the other guys, and then you. Okay, and then I love the confidence because I think that you, if you were able to consistently do the, 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 the high-end things that we saw last year, you might have a claim for that. Oh, what are the things that you are working on, and what is the most important part of your game you need to improve to get at that number one spot? Well, I'm always working on accuracy, you know, but uh, more more so it'll be like repetition with uh, teammates, you know, uh, and getting the rhythm down with uh, my receivers, running backs, things like that. And that's an interesting that's an interesting way to answer that, and it's a great way to answer it because honestly, the more on time you are with your receivers, the more you can do those things that aren't ad lib. So let me ask you this: Last question. We Corey. found out. <laughs> we, we found out. We got three minutes left of the show, Corey. All right, this is, this is a great one, though, because okay. he set himself up, so this is great. Fox, you're my man. But anyway, ask the guy to your left, I believe, about a running back that played for the force, played in the fall, and then switched teams. If, you're, if your main goal is working with the receivers to get better timing, and the guys that you're going to be working with are guys on the alliance, what's keeping you from taking that momentum and bringing that into the spring, albeit with a new team, because, again, the force aren't in the fall. That's a great question. Um, well, like I said, man, uh, it really just goes back to getting good repetition, you know, with the guys. Uh, whoever decides to go to the force in the spring, it'll kind of be a bigger advantage. But, um, you know, it'll just really just I'm, – I'm going to be as accurate as I can each play, you know, uh, each rep. But as far as, like, uh, having that, you know, uh, rhythm and <laughs> – that touch with the other guys, you know, uh, it, 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 uh, that's just uh, a Tom and tell type thing. You know, what Fox just said was you guys are looking at him like he might jump ship. But what you don't understand is he's going to the Alliance and recruiting all their skill players and bringing them back to the force. That's <laughs> what's really know, going on. Hey, I'm on the Alliance. <laughs> and according to that website, I'm on, on the Alliance. Alliance so I'll be the third string quarterback. I'll be emergency. Call me. I like send me a plane ticket if somebody gets hurt. <laughs> Thank you, Corey. <laughs> Love you, buddy. You can catch Corey Hammond with Ready. Matt Ryan and Big Ron Fabian on the 3-on-1 podcast. Uh, we're up against it, so we're going to let Coach JB uh, start his final thoughts, and then we're going around the panel. Um, great show, as always. Uh, Corey had to come in and you know, get a screen time. You know how he is. Right. Naked. <laughs> <laughs> That's just the way I like him. Um, I've got nipples, Greg. Can you milk me? <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> I'm excited about the fall season. With uh, my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Scotty. <laughs> AS-1042. Um, I'm, 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 I'm excited. I'm excited of getting Scott out there with us. I'm excited uh some of our new guys. I'm excited to see all our old guys. I just uh, I love hanging out with those guys even outside of football. They're, our whole team is great. You know. Um, you know, Derek's known me for years, so you know I I take these friendships uh, home for life very seriously. So, final thought: that was about it. You know, AS ten twenty two.
Scotty? Butt naked booty scoots in blue chew. That's all I got to say. Well, that was a big car from last week. D? Uh, to the GOAT, TB12, the greatest quarterback in the history of the world. Of non-bump and run error. In the, in the history of the world. <laughs> uh, we have a league that I think you would enjoy. Uh, we have great contact, not a bunch of ticky-tack calls, real guys playing a real sport the way you would love. I think if the NFL were to stop and look right now and take a look back, they would say if we could have changed our game and not put those leather helmets on ever and just legislated tackling with the head out of the game the way A7 did, that would have been the way they went, and we would be the league they are now. They'd probably be doing 11-on-11, and we'd be a sevens version of that if they were being honest with themselves. I love this game. I love the NFL. Don't get it twisted, but I hate how many people get injured senselessly from people diving at their knees, people diving at ankles. It's it. You know what? Why can't we both exist? We can. Yeah. And that's my point. We, we absolutely can both exist. We are, to the NFL, what boxing was at the UFC 20 years ago. We are different brand of contact sport and we have our place and i think the nfl wishes they had done it so and who would have thought that uh cory would have came on a show with no clothes and scott had his clothes on <laughs> of all the odd things that happened yeah that, that really feels like it should be reversed hashtag sustainable violence a7fl 12-3 december 3rd don't you fucking forget it or you will regret it get your ass out here Register, come out here and push somebody on their ass or shut the fuck up. I'll just be brief with mine. Now, she got her flowers because it was her actual day, but I would be remiss if I didn't do it live on the show. So to you, one Kelly Hurst, the hardest working woman in sports. Again, hope your birthday was fantastic. Hope your loved ones spoiled the living heck out of you because you work your fingers down to the bone to enhance this league, to enhance this brand. And you, my dear, should get your flowers live on the air. And to Mr. Duncan, again, to you and Miss Jen. Hi, Miss Jen. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary, baby. Thank you, Dub. And happy birthday, Kelly. Uh, Miss Jen is the Somniac's number one fan, by the way. She is. She's so with it. that said, <laughs> as we come to the end of this Lawrence Taylor 56th edition, special thanks to Luis Ojeda, Joe Perez, Dion Fox, and, of course, Coach JB. Um, for Chris and Casey in their absence, for the Viking in his maize and blue, for Derek wearing Mr. Sharks and fishes and all that good stuff, I'm Charlie Batch, and saying thank you for watching. And he was Quan 59 in the heezy. For sheezy. Mine Something easy. nobody should ever say. Baby sharks and butt stuff. And on that note, <laughs> we'll see you on the other side of the ball. <laughs>